Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Welcome, everybody, to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider. Today, we are so excited. And you might not be listening to this uh, on Charisma Podcast Network, but you may be watching this on Facebook. You may be watching this from any of our fan pages or even our YouTube channel, History Makers TV. And uh, listen, we have an exciting show today. We're calling this a special presentation. (laughs) We're going to be discussing the Russian-Ukrainian conflict with Dr. Sunday Adelaja, uh, who has actually had to leave Ukraine, and you'll be hearing more about this. But you're going to get a unique perspective. I can promise you that. This is a not miss. Uh, You're going to hear some things related to global events. How does this current conflict uh, relate to what's happening globally? What is God doing? We're going to be discussing all of this today, and I'm really excited because we have some very, I want to say, important people, but important wouldn't be the word, but we have some kingdom generals, some great leaders, uh, international leaders, apostolic and prophetic leaders. You put whatever word you want to uh, in front of their names, but we've got some great servants of the Lord with us on this uh, broadcast right now. Now, I want to give you a brief uh, bio of who is uh, Dr. Sunday, or you may know him as Pastor Sunday Adelaja. Uh, Sunday Adelaja is a Nigerian-born leader, thinker, philosopher, transformation strategist, pastor, author, and innovator who lives in Kiev, Ukraine. At 33, he had built the largest evangelical church in Europe, the Embassy of the Blessed Kingdom of God for All Nations. Sunday Adelaja is one of the few individuals in our world who have been privileged to speak in the United Nations, Israeli Parliament, Japanese Parliament, and United States Senate. The movement he pioneered has been instrumental in reshaping the lives of people in Ukraine, Russia, and about 50 other nations where he has his branches with over 100,000 followership. In Ukraine alone, his ministry has been credited to have helped over 40,000 people, 40,000 people recover from drugs and alcohol addiction. His congregation, which consists of 99% white Europeans, is a cross-cultural model of the church for the 21st century. His life mission is to advance the kingdom of God on earth by raising a generation of history makers who will live for the cause larger, bigger, and greater than themselves. His economic empowerment program has succeeded in raising over 200 uh, millionaires in the short period of three years. Sunday Adelaja is the author of over 300 books, uh, and he also just 
messaged me right here. He's on in the waiting room, uh, raising over 200 millionaires. He's the author of over 300 books, many of which are translated into several languages, including Russian, English, French, Chinese, German, uh, etc. His work has been widely reported by world media outlets, such as the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Forbes, Associated Press, Reuters, CNN, BBC, German, Dutch, and French national television stations. Pastor Sunday is happily married to his princess, Bose Dere Adelaja. They are blessed with three children, Perez, Zoe, and Pearl. Can we welcome Dr. Sunday Adelaja to the broadcast today? Dr. Sunday, welcome. welcome it's good now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Uh, I want to jump into this, Pastor Sunday, by asking you the first question. Uh, I would like to ask you why you have left Ukraine. Uh, we heard some things about certain intelligence related to you being on a certain list of, of Putin. Uh, is it true you've left Ukraine and why? When some have stayed, why did you have to go? Very good. Thank you so much. I want to, first of all, appreciate everybody that is here and thank you everybody for coming and uh, it's uh, very i'm very honored that i you, you all gathered here for this meeting from all over the world from different countries thank you so much for the honor and the privilege um well yes we've left ukraine and we left ukraine a few days after the war started and first of all, the war was very close, just very, very close by our, our place where we were, Irpen. If you've, if you've been following the war reports from Ukraine, you will have heard about Irpen and Bushi. That was the very center of the war uh, closest to Kiev, just when the Russian uh, army was around, uh, surrounding Kiev. So they came actually through that area. So we didn't hear about the beginning of the war from the TV or from the president or from the government. We were walking up, we were walking by the, by the slams and the bombs and the shelling that, was, that, was, uh, that woke us up from our sleep at five o'clock in the morning. So it's, it's, not a, it's not somebody telling us that there was a war. We were walking by the war. Wow. So then soon after that, I got a call from some members of our church who are in government and they told, and I'd heard before earlier on from, uh, from, the, from the report, from the intelligence report from CIA, US intelligence report that the Russians have a list of uh, prominent people in Ukraine that they are planning to eliminate once they get to Kiev. And that people who are influencers who uh, that you know who must be removed, and uh, so I just I didn't pay attention to that. But when the war started, I started hearing calls from some of our church members who are well connected in the government, and they told me that your name is in that list, and um, and I knew that I was already a Russian uh, a, a personal enemy of Putin back in the days, for about. Yeah, almost 10 years, or more, I think over 10 years now, I've been on a ban, uh, 
person not long grata list of Putin. Uh, he had put me under surveillance and you know and banned me from going to Russia. So uh, yes, so I knew that he had something against me. So I was not surprised when they told me that my name was on the list that CIS was talking about. And they said, leave now. Mm. So I told my wife, we've got to leave because they said, my wife didn't want to leave because she said, as leaders, we're supposed to stay back with the people and I have to stay back here. I said, they said we must leave, otherwise it's going to be bad. And uh, so within, one, within an hour, that was the only time we had to, to, to get out. And we just took, I thought, I actually thought that we were going to go away for about 20, 48 hours or maybe 72 hours and come back. But I didn't know that. I might never see Ukraine again, maybe, maybe because we don't know how this thing is going to end and or when we are going to see Ukraine again. So, um, but later on, you know, it, events that developed later on in Bush and European area uh, confirmed the fact that the 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 report, and we thank God that we left because you know eventually uh, the Russian army came to our house, and they were going from room to room searching for something or for somebody, and uh, the only person that was left there was telling them nobody is here, they've gone, but they would not listen, and the, all the doors that were locked. They used their bullets and their guns to break the doors open. They smashed all the doors open and uh, to make sure that no, nobody was in the house. And they went to everywhere, they checked everywhere and we were gone. They were too late. Wow. So we thank God that, um, that God protected us that way. But a few days after they left, they searched the house, they saw that we were not there. Uh, then still the house was bombed. And so it's unlivable right now. And I mean, they, uh, Derek saw the pictures, some yeah. pictures of the yeah. and, uh, destruction and things like that. So that's one of the reasons we had to leave. As leaders, we, didn't, we would not like to leave. As leaders, we would like to be with our people. But you know what? You know, you can still be with your people with the technology that is in this world now. You can still be with the people even like, like where I am with you right now. Like you had my wife praying just now. She was, she is praying with the church like that. It's, so she's not in Ukraine, but she could still be with the people. And she does that every day. They spend three to four hours just praying every single day since this war started. Wow. Not miss a day. Yeah, just praying with members of the church who could come online, who have access to internet. They gather from all over the world and pray three, four hours nonstop every day. So, wow. you know, Pastor, it really hit home when I did see those videos of the house, because that's when war becomes real for us who are at a distance to see that it just sent a shock through through all of us. I want to I want to invite uh, attorney Joel Thornton to pose a question. If you're still with us, Joel, uh, it would be great for you to kick it off with a question for Dr. Sunday. Are you here, Joel? There we go. Dr. Sunday, thank you for uh, being with us, first of all, and making the sacrifice. It's great to see you again. Nice to see you again, Joel. I'm, I'm glad that you're doing well and that uh, your wife are, and you are in a, a safe place. Yeah, you know about the attacks we had with the, with the government in Russia, in Ukraine, but that yes. was also sponsored by the Russian government. That's, you know, e exactly. Sure you know. 
Yeah, yeah, we knew that from the beginning that it was coming. It was coming from Moscow. Yeah. Uh, let me let me ask you kind of a general question about the war um, and and your feelings of it. Do you think? What do you think the possibilities are that Ukraine can actually continue to hold out and push the Russians back? Oh yeah, there is a big possibility to that. Uh, in the natural, when you look at it, you would think that this is a Goliath and uh, David and Goliath. Uh, war of a situation. First of all, I want to say, Joel, for people who don't know Joel, Joel Totten is a lawyer in, uh, I think, Florida in the U.S. And mm -hmm. um, he came to see us. He's been to our church and he's been to Ukraine. And um, so he is quite aware of some of the attacks and the defamation attacks and all kinds of attacks that came against us in Ukraine here. And he, he made a lot of attempts to help us and you know to protect us, so he is aware of the root of the, this whole thing. And he, even then, back, even back then, when Russia was very close to Ukraine, he knew that this had a Russian connection. Yeah, and and so Russian had been after Ukraine for some time. Anyway, um, but th that time it was the government that was playing Russians' game. So they were doing everything Russia wanted, and Russian said, "Go after this uh, this guy who has managed to build the largest evangelical church in the country and in Europe." And that's exactly what the Ukrainian government did until now that God had to say, leave. Anyway, yes, so is Ukraine is having any possibility, any chance of standing his own? Well, in the natural, maybe no. But thank God for the position of the West. As long as the West and America, and we want to use this opportunity to thank America, the West and NATO for standing by Ukraine. As long as... Um, the West still continues to stand by Ukraine, not to fight for Ukraine. If they try to fight for Ukraine, that's going to be bad. If any of the countries in NATO tries to fight for Ukraine, Russia is quite serious. Some people might think that Putin is not serious, but he's dead serious. If a Poland or Bulgaria or any country comes with their military or intervene one way or the other in the fight itself, Russia is going to do what they say it's going to do. It's going to bomb them. And that will lead to a third world war or it's going to lead to, you know, NATO joining. And NATO is going to, you know, Russia doesn't stand any chance with NATO. So, which will make, I mean, which will make them to use nuclear weapons. Because Russia, there is a saying that Putin likes to repeat. He says, why do we need this world if Russia will not be in it? So we don't need a world if Russia will not be there. So we'll rather destroy the whole world rather than have Russia be, be humiliated. So he's ready, he's dead ready to use nuclear weapons. And we don't want that to happen. So, uh, but if, if the strategy that I've, I've been, I've had a lot of disagreement with Biden, right? And NATO for a long time. But this time, I think they got it right. They just need to keep on supplying weapons to Ukraine. And for Ukraine, the Ukrainians themselves will fight. If they will just give us all we need, if they will just keep on supplying us with all we need in, in terms of weapons and equipment, we will fight our war. And, you know, the reason why Russia is going to lose this war is because there is no country that has an endless or limitless uh, reservoir of weapons or of resources. There is no country that has an endless reservoir of resources or uh, you know of weapons so let's say when the war started 
let's say, I don't know quite how much they had, but let's assume Russia had 2,000 tanks when the war started. They had maybe 1,000 uh, 1, planes, war planes. Okay, they had maybe some other equipment, war equipment like that. But with the way the javelins and the other weapons that the West is supplying is destroying them, it's not limitless. So one day it's going to get to that number of 2,000 tanks going. And then, and, um, and, and the way that will not happen with Ukraine. The reason why that will not happen with Ukraine is Ukraine, all Ukrainian weapons are already finished, but Ukraine now has an, a limitless supply of weapons. First of all, from the United States. Secondly, the, the, the Congress and the Senate have approved a huge amount of money that is, that is giving Ukraine the possibility of getting endless supply of weapons. Secondly, NATO, all the weapons of NATO, they are they have committed to keep on supplying to Ukraine. So you can you can and then there are 40 countries that have come in alliance that they will not allow Ukraine to, to, to be without weapons. So they will not allow Ukraine to be in a situation whereby they will never, they will not, they will lack what to fight with. So as long as those 40 countries keep on using one country with its arsenal of weapons, yeah, let's say 2,000, 1,000, but those arsenals will get to an end of it. But in, in the case of Ukraine, if Ukraine's arsenal finishes, you, you come where we have 40 countries supplying us regularly on a daily basis. So because of that, even though Russia might still be willing to fight, but they don't have what to fight with. And besides that, there is a lot of uh, effect, side effect of the economic sanctions that are, that are just unleashed, unleashed against Russia from all over the world. So they don't have the money to put into this production of new weapons. And besides that, the, the, the reservation of cash uh, 600 billion US dollars that they had put in the banks of the world, just in case of anything, they have been seized by Europe, by America, by the world. So there is just no way they will come to the end of themselves, just in the just physically speaking. So that way, there, is, there are going to be two ways to go. Either Putin then will say, let me just completely go mad and bomb the whole world or and do nuclear. But that way, he himself will be gone. The whole world will be destroyed. He's not as crazy as to do that. He will not do that. So he will just try to find a way to negotiate. And he's trying, he's already trying to find a way to negotiate to come out right now. But he can, it's too early for him to negotiate now because he wants to at least make sure those two breakaway regions are secured for him. So he will take those regions and then he will probably give an excuse to the Russian population that is calling for blood and supporting him that, well, we have reached our goal. So now we can go back. Mm -hmm. Wow. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Attorney Joel Thornton, we'll circle back to you. I want to move now uh, to Apostle David Kalaman, who uh, I'm not showing favoritism here, but that is dad's brother-in-law. Uh, Pastor Sunday, <laughs> and uh, he, he wanted so badly to be here. He was away on kind of sabbatical fishing trip, and he found a way to get on here. So, uh, Uncle David, would be great to hear from you. What's your question today? Well, just uh, just a moment uh, to introduce um, when Pastor Doug uh, Derek's dad passed away, who 
is our brother-in-law and in liberty. I made a commitment and a covenant to his family to watch over Derek. And so that's what I'm doing. <clears throat> I've had uh, many years in uh, ministry. We're celebrating our 50th this year. And I've been to many nations of the world with a real heart for transformation. And particularly in the nation of Canada, been working over 40 years, going back and forth into Ottawa, dealing with some of the issues. And my question really, um, as we all look for uh, means of, of transforming a community or a culture, we see the war that's going on in Ukraine is very physical war. In Canada, we've got an ideological war, a civil war of values. And our nation is being undermined almost as quickly as Ukraine is from the inside out, not from the outside in. And uh, as one who has worked so long for transformation within his nation, to see the state of the nation now, um, I, I think that there gets to be some discouragement among tra uh, transformationalists about uh, the work that we do to build, restore, revitalize, uh, bring reformation, restoration, um, and, and then to see in a, a very quick period of time, everything uh, uh, destroyed that had been built, in, including maybe even your own home. So uh, have you got a word uh, for other trans, uh, fellow transformationalists um, about, uh, has, has the Lord been speaking to you about the why behind uh, this, uh, what I would call devolution? It's, a, it's an undermining, an implosion in Ukraine. Beautiful. Thank you so very much. There are two uh, answers to that. Number one, everybody have also noticed, apart from the destructions that we've been witnessing over the TV, everyone all over the world have noticed the character, the strength of character, the resilience of the Ukrainian people. And if they, because even the US government and intelligence say, Kiev will fall in a matter of few days. And they actually advise our president to move out of Ukraine because, you know, they could not secure his, nobody could guarantee his security. And they told him that the only thing we could hope to do is just to do a kind of partisan, you know, resistance, uh, underground resistance, you know, but we have to, that this is a, everybody expects a kind of scenario that happened with Afghanistan. And people, you know, in Afghanistan, after uh, Americans left, the whole thing collapsed very quickly. And people thought the same thing was going to happen here. The difference is that over the last 30 years, men like myself and other men of God have been putting values in Ukrainians. They have been, we have been instilling values. And from people from all over the world as well, Ukraine right now, is the most Christian country in the whole of Europe. There is no Christian, no country in Europe that has more number of Christians in their country than Ukraine. So that 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 strength that comes from faith, from the Word of God, is so strong. Even in people who don't go to church, they have been so affected by it. Ukraine has been so. Mm no permeated by the word of god that 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 is what is demonstrating that's what we're saying when we talk about the character even the president himself 
he used to watch so much of my videos that he was acting. He's a, he used to be an actor and a, com a comedian. He used to use me. He used to paint himself black and he used me to, to act out in some of his shows. So he knows me so well. He had to study all my material to act like me. <laughs> and, you know, to get some of his shows going. So, so all of them, have been, the word of God has touched everybody. And today, that word of God that was sown is reaping fruits. So that's yeah. on one side, one hand of it. Because God knew what was to come. Even before I went to Ukraine, even before Ukraine became a nation, God knew that this kind of challenge was going to come. And God knew that he needed to plant people like us there before that happens so that, you know, we'll see what we're seeing now. Now, secondly, I will tell you a personal story. In 2014, I'm sure uh, Derek was there. He was speaking for us that year. And I just, God just laid it upon my heart that I should hand over the church to the locals and get ready to move back to Africa. That everything is done uh, through me in Ukraine is, um, you know, it's another stage now. I needed to move back to Africa. So I did that. Then I asked the Lord in my in prayers and said, what will happen to this? Because I didn't want to be the kind of African pastors, you know, if anybody that's, some of some people might have an idea of the, what this means. Normally, what people used to do in Africa, and some people do that in America too, is that they have the general overseer or the founder of the church, and he he remains like the, uh, they build an hierarchy, hierarchy, whereby you keep on controlling all these churches all over the world, and you are the big man at the head. I don't want to do that. I want just to leave to Ukraine, and just, I mean, leave to Africa, and just leave the church. It's God's church. I don't have anything to do with it. That's what I wanted to do. But I still wanted to know what's going to be the future of this church. Then the Lord told me and said, see this, I mean, this was in a dream. He said, see this vision. I mean, see, the, see what's going to happen. And I just, my eyes just opened in the dream. And I saw like a volcano, a big volcano erupting in Ukraine. And people in the church, they began, I saw there were, there were people the fire, the, the lava, the lava, the, 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 the thick river of fire, the thickness of it, the lava that, is, that spreads from a volcano that spreads out like a river. It's, those are people. And I saw that this, after this eruption, people, these people were becoming like fire, like river of fire spreading out from Ukraine to all neighboring European countries and then to Australia, and then to, America, to North America, and then to all over the world, Ukrainians, Christians, all over the world, they're scattered everywhere. What is happening? Then he told me this is what will happen. Uh, something is going to happen that's going to let all you, I mean, a lot of Ukrainians leave their land. It's in their millions. They are going to be scattered, and but they will become like lava, like that fire, that river of fire. Anywhere they go, they will spread the fire. They will carry the fire with them. And, and, and when this began to happen, I just knew this is it. That God was going to use, like I told you, the largest number of Christians in Europe, because Europe has been dead spiritually. But still in Ukraine, God preserved Ukraine to be that place where he could uh, incubate, incubate a lot of Christians where, that are filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit 
and they could go all over the world. So now more than 5 million Ukrainians and a lot of them Christians are now scattered all over Europe, all over, all over the nations of the earth. And they are going there with a the fire that is in them, with the knowledge of the word of God. It's like the wisdom of God that we saw in the Acts of the Apostles. When, you know, God did mighty things in the Acts of the Apostles, and it's like all of a sudden everything scattered. Well, that was not scattered, just scattering. That was God's wisdom of scattering the fire, of spreading the fire and spreading the word of God all over the nations of the earth. Same thing is going to happen through this tragedy in Ukraine. So God is not just mindful about one country, God is mindful about the whole earth. And in the, for the earth to be saved, for the earth to be redeemed, even God will allow the things that happen in the Acts of the Apostles to happen again. And, um, and I see already that this is already happening. People, not just Ukrainian bringing the fire, but also God using the church in the West, the European church that is receiving all these Ukrainians as they come out, even the Ukrainians who are not born again, when they have been accepted the way they have been accepted all over the world, when they have been embraced by love, they are witnessing what it means to be loved. And their hearts have been broken down, these Ukrainians, and most of them now, even those of them who are not born again, when they see the love of acceptance, when they see compassion, when they see love, when they see this kind of you know, attitude of the world towards them, they just break down. They, if you if you want to get if you if you want to the one thing you could do right now that you make it to be at the heart of God is to take Ukrainians, you know, accept them. Anything you tell them, they are going to do it. You tell them to be born again, baptize the Holy Spirit, they are going to do it because they see the touch of God's love. They've never witnessed that kind of touch of God's love before, and that also is converting a large number of unbelieving Ukrainians who had left the country to also come to the Lord. So it's two sides, two ways. The God, God's wisdom is so far beyond ours that I see the hand of God in this. Yes, we have suffered a lot of losses. I left the country. I didn't even have a $100 with me because you couldn't, be, when the war started, all the banks, everything was closed. I mean, everything is shut down. But and even up to now, you cannot withdraw more than $300 from the bank. But people, you know, God put people, there is somebody that God put here on this call that is right here and is true, Derek, uh, Pastor uh, Michael, Michael Bajer, I mean, I, maybe I think that's one of my mention is there. I mean, God just used it right now. In three months, we have changed 13 houses, 13 places of about, uh, where we'd stay because we're just going from one apartment to the other, we couldn't get a place to stay. And from nowhere, this, God is just bringing this guy to, to sustain us. So the same way God has been doing with Ukrainians, all these five billion people, none of them is sleeping outside. All these five billion people, none of them is dying of hunger. God has just awakened a kind of love and compassion all over the world that the world has not seen that scale on that scale before. So I see the wisdom of God in all the tragedy. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you sir. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I want to go right now to Ohio with Apostle Bo Salisbury. I'll invite you to unmute. We found a workaround with Zoom here. So please go ahead with your question. Nice to have you today. Great to be here. Um, I've got a question in terms of how your church is presently doing in the midst of the war and the conflict and what kingdom principles they're walking out that the, the church in the U.S. and around the world really need to learn from in this season. Okay, thank you so much. This time we we stopped doing. No, we only started. We resumed doing live church services 
just a week ago. But the last three months, we've not been having church services. We're having services every day. So all our pastors and our members who are left in Ukraine, what they do is they go and supply food to old people, to mm. disabled people, to children, to families with, you know, to uh, young mothers, to hospitals, to go and So every church became something different. It became like the church of the ass of the apostle where nobody lacked. So that is the principle we're, mm. we're using. That nobody, even though they were, were in war, but nobody in our city and nobody in our country must lack anything good. So all the men, all the women, all members of the church are engaged, going to clean people up because, you know, in, in the normal life, you would think that everything is okay, everybody is just as good as you are. But when war or things like that happen, you discover that they're in a city like Kiev of 4 million people, you will see that there are almost a million people that are disabled or that cannot stand up, that cannot feed themselves, that cannot go out of their homes. So, so somebody needs to take care of all those people. And then the children, and then the people who are getting wounded from the war, the, the so soldiers, and then the, uh, you know, the nurses, and all kinds of things. So that's exactly the principle we'll be using. Not preaching the word first, but going just to love people, to touch people with the love of God, so that when they feel the touch of God's love, they, they, are, so, they are so broken that they pray with us. Everybody is praying right now in Ukraine because of the war anyway. But still, when you still come, they're risking your own life. And other people also evacuate other people from danger zones to other area, a safer area, or they evacuate them to the West. You know, those, those are the practical work that all our churches are engaged in doing right now. Thank you so much, Bo. We'll be able to circle back to you depending on how long this goes on. I want to invite Apostle Hélène Caron uh, to unmute. We'll bring you up on the screen to ask a question of Dr. Sunday Adelaja. Welcome, Hélène Caron. Feel free to pose your question. Thank you, Derek. Dr. Sunday, first of all, I want to thank you because your influence and your revelation, your teaching has reached our circle through Derek and uh, has impacted a, a lot of people here. So thank you for being faithful with what the Lord released to you. Where are you based? Is that French accent? Yes, I am French Canadian. Okay. Is that in <laughs> Quebec area? Yeah, exactly. Have you ever been in <laughs> Quebec? No, no. <laughs> I, I'm, okay. just, I'm living in a country now where they speak French, so... Uh, maybe it's an experience you still need to add to your life. <laughs> you know, Dr. Sunday, during the pandemic, we saw in the church different conflicting views uh, facing uh, each other on where it was coming from, where it was going. And we see the same kind of opposition of views or theories even in the situation in Ukraine. And uh, while we are praying for Ukraine to be uh, strengthened and, and, uh, and to have the grace and power of God, there's also other views. And I face that with many leaders, actually from Africa, where I work also, who would say, no, Mr. Putin is actually a tool in the hand of God to oppose uh, the world government that wanted to be formed. 
and and we struggle with those conflicting views inside of the church and when someone has those views they're very hard to convince otherwise i don't know if you are aware of those views or if you uh do you have a word of wisdom for the church in general because there's such division now in theories and views in the church beautiful wow you <laughs> i i'm totally surprised that you <laughs> You know, not too many people in the West are aware of this because the West is kind of uh, more, you know, united this time uh, against what's going on and in support of Ukraine. Uh, but there is, apart from the Western world, there is another part of the world that these views are not just in Africa. If you go to China, if you go to India, if you go to Latin America, those third world countries, uh, most of them hold on this view that. Um, Putin is an instrument in the hand of God to stop world government. Now, <laughs> this would be surprising to a lot of people, maybe to you too, but funny enough, I believe in that too. I believe in that because, you know, if you remember the days of the Democrats, starting from my good friend, uh, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, which is my good friend, he, I mean, I know him personally, he, he, you know, I used to be in his uh, foundation. And so starting from him and, uh, you know, Madame Madeleine and, um, you know, the general that became the, um, the Secretary of State in the United States, all those government of Democrats and uh, then going on to uh, Obama, first term, second term, and then going on from there to uh, the president now. You know, there is this, if you don't notice it, but people outside of the West notice it, there is this posture from the West that you know, they call it globalism or new world order. New world order, globalism, that says the world is a village, which is true. Technologically and, you know, in trade, that's wonderful. But then they begin to export values, things that even people in America are against. They begin to export it and say, okay, to other countries of the world. Let's say, for example, uh, gay marriage. So some people, so you know, if American government will say, if you're an African country, you want to, you, we, you, you need our aid and our help. We cannot give you if you don't, allow this gay marriage, you know, you have to pass it through your constitution. You know, gay marriage is something that started just in America. Before you know it, all European countries have accepted it. Before you know it, Canada has accepted it. Okay, that's one question. Another question, they will say, well, every religion is equal. And that means, you know, in Canada, for example, that will mean the, the, the Muslims have the right to do Sharia law because that's their view. So they're taking over the culture. So why don't you adopt to our culture? Why should we? So this is exactly why people find what Putin is saying logical. Because Putin, for example, will say, we will not allow globalism to come to Russia. We will not allow the West to dictate to us who should sleep with who. Or to, to make, he said, if you are going to keep on going like that soon, they're going to legalize uh, what do you call it? Uh, when the when adults sleep with children, 
what is that? Uh, pedophilia. 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 Yeah, pedophilia. So Putin is saying, no, you cannot say that man and woman are equal. I'm putting the constitution. He says, for example, okay, if you want to be gay, be gay, but it's your personal life. We cannot legalize it and say it's the same thing as marriage of the husband and wife. He said the society, the basis of our, for our society is what God says. And he uses Bible. And the Bible says God, man and woman are husband and wife. Putin says this. Maybe the West doesn't say that. They will not, because it's not a popular view in the political worldview of the West. But he actually says that you cannot allow that to happen. That don't allow modernism to change the foundation that gave birth to your civilization. So Putin will say this. What America and the Western world is doing now is to destroy the basis of the whole civilization that they themselves are enjoying. He said they call it equal right, freedom, but what freedom that destroys? He said, for example, so in, in Ukraine, why the, uh, the, the Catholic, I mean, the Orthodox Church in Russia is supporting Putin is because he is strongly say, you know, standing on some very strong Christian, for example, he will not allow gay marriage. He will not allow pedophilia or things like that. He will not allow things like that. He, you know, things that are so popular in the West now that even we Christians don't act the right way. He, he holds those views. So then also, why Africa, for example, is for him? He says it, is that you don't go and tell the whole countries that you must have this view because it's a global view. No, that respect their culture, respect their views, respect who they are. They have their identity. The same thing China is saying, that yes, we are Chinese people, we are on our own, we, do, we cannot make us to do what you want, you know, you are different, we are different, we are not going to embrace everything you have. So this is why the West and the America, with the, not the West, Africa and the developing country of Asia, of Latin America, they always say, yes, you know, Putin is an instrument in the hand of God. But what I tell them is this. I agree with you. Some of those things you are disagree because now if I come from Ukraine or I come from the West and I say I support Ukraine, people say, "Oh, so you don't just support Ukraine, but you are supporting the gay marriage. You are supporting no uh, this uh, what do you call it again? Uh, the children, man. Uh, pedophilia, pedophilia, pedophilia. You are supporting pedophilia. You are supporting the invasion of strange cultures, Muslims or Greeks or African or." If they want to come from Africa, let them come, Putin says. But they must embrace our culture too. If they want to come from the Middle East, Middle East, let them come. But they must adapt to our culture. We will not change. They cannot come and change our country. So, so, so but, but when we go to other, I mean, when we, you people hear that I'm from Ukraine, they say, okay. So you, Ukraine now is like, we stand for all those evil things that they are fighting against. So uh, it's imperialism, they call it. In Africa, they call it colonialism and imperialism. And they say, but Putin stands against them. So we want to stand with Putin. But they don't know that I too am against pedophilia. I too am against gay marriage. And, you know, yes, I, they have their rights, but, you know, making it into a constitution, into a law, or enforcing other government. Like, for example, the government of Uganda, they had a law that said our culture doesn't accept gay marriage. Then America came with sanctions against them. Then European nation came with sanctions. The same thing in Ghana. Then everybody, the president, everybody started cutting against them. So they said, but Putin doesn't do that to us. You, the West doesn't do that. So they think the West is homogeneous. And, you know, if the West is saying this, then it means we are all saying that. 
So what I tell them is to let them understand the difference. What you what Putin did is wrong. If no matter the other things he's fighting for, there are international laws. It doesn't matter what disagreement you have with the West or with Ukraine, you cannot cross the border of a sovereign country. You cannot just take your military and weapons and go and destroy another person's country and properties and lives. So it's making him a criminal. On international level, he's a criminal. No matter, no matter what you are fighting for, you cannot take power into your own hands. You cannot just go, then the people, Africans and other people from other countries will say, but why don't you do that when America went to remove Saddam Hussein and kill him? Why don't you say that when America went to uh, Libya and killed the president there? And so, so those are the things which we, 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 we come across. And, but we all, I, I also let them to know, you will not also like anybody, either it's America or Putin to come to your country and destroy your home and destroy your children and destroy yeah nobody wants that to happen I, it doesn't matter I, we am not on the side of america or whatever but values things that are right okay you 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 say we should condemn america too okay we'll condemn america too we condemn russia too but we cannot because of that support putin because putin is still a criminal for what he's done so those are the kind of arguments that i have with my people all the time <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Alain. And uh, we'll try to circle back to you for another question as well. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.